This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. I say we start offense. Should we get the negative out of the way? I mean, that's kind of the way I see this. I mean, the offense really laid an egg. And for as much as we heard Tyreek Hill talking, right, you know, saying I was going to have, what, 12 receptions. Was it 200 yards, I think? A couple touchdowns. He said, uh, you know, yeah, he, he had a he had a drop in the second. That would have been a big play from Tua that hit him right in the hands. Um, and then we mentioned Trent McDuffie coming in and knocking that ball out on that screen, which um, before the half, man, I think they just scored before that. It was 14 nothing and then the Dolphins get the ball back you see a nice promising drive you know some completions here and there and then they throw that screen to Tyree Keeley kind of gets you know stood up and they tries to keep fighting for it and then Trent McDuffie just pries that thing out and then they toss it back and forth like a hot potato and score and that that was when I just felt Joe Philbin queasing I was like man this just feels like the same damn Dolphins man it's just because it seems like such an uncharacteristic play from Tyree Kill. And just to have them do like the rugby flip back and score on it, it's just like everything just went so, so wrong on that play. Safe to say, is Tyreek's worst game as a member of the Dolphins? Uh, what, what do you have here total? I think it was what? Um, eight receptions on 10 targets for uh, 62 yards. But I mean, 7.8 yards per reception, not great. The fumble, I mean, there were a couple drops in there. I think one of I think both of the balls he didn't catch, one of them was the one where I think it was over his shoulder and it bounced off his fingertips. And I think the second one was on a slant pass where it was slightly behind him and above him. Not the greatest throw, but I mean, you're paying this guy $30 million and and nobody's against that. Everybody loves having Tyree kill on the Dolphins, but that's why you pay him that much, right? To make plays when the ball's a little, you know, out of his way, when he has to do that little little bit of extra. That's why he's the highest paid receiver in the year. So safe to say this is probably his worst game in a Dolphins uniform. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I mean, it's kind of funny, eight to 10 for what, 62 yards. I mean, in years past, that was probably like the leading receiver on the Dolphins team. That's Lynn right but, there. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. I mean, but I think what hurts the most is that it kind of almost crumbled in the moment, right? I mean, you know how much this game meant to him. You know, he sat there and said they were going to get this work. He was talking all week. He wanted to go out there and prove that he is, you know, the most dynamic playmaker in football and he just didn't have his best day so you know Tyreek Co wants this one back and that entire offense wants this one back it looks like Jalen Waddle had a solid day got banged up right away Jake I don't know how scared you were but they took him off the field he came back out they run to end around with him right away and you know he kind of looked a little he bit hesitant was in and out he of line. no he, he was in and out of the lineup all day and you know he probably wanted to get out there and you know compete and you know how much he means this offense but you got to give your credit to Cedric Wilson too right second week I think he had a touchdown um went up there and caught that thing so um there were some i guess there was some promise at times in that second half but in that first half man it was just all ugly and um we went into half hoping that they'd come out a different team and they came out and i think they went three and out immediately after the half that was probably the most frustrating part because i think we're used to this team knowing that hey they have that one spark play plumbing there's that one like big ricky moster run maybe Jalen waddle will break one some really weird trends man um you mentioned the cedric wilson touchdown which was awesome but he caught just one of five targets on the day, which I thought was a little bananas. And targeting Jeff Wilson Jr. four times 
How do you feel about that? Because I, I saw, yes, he can catch the football. I think he did have one drop, but I also saw someone who couldn't really break away. He doesn't have that speed to escape a linebacker. So if he's going to catch the ball, not only is it going to be contested, best case scenario, it's like that six, seven yard reception um, that you're hoping to get 10, 11 yards on third down. Yeah, it was a little bit odd, but I'd wonder how much of Salvin Ahmed's play factored into that, right? I mean, I, I, I don't, I wish I didn't see as much Salvin Ahmed as we did yesterday. There was a play early in the first half. I think it was a third and 15 screen where Tyree Kill was, running a wide receiver screen. They faked it to him. Salvin Ahmed had the entire open field and he got shoelaced and tackled. And then, yeah. And then I think later in the game, there was some issues there. So I cannot wait to get Devon HM back. So I wonder how much of Jeff Wilson's, you know, familiarity in this system, how much trust Mike McDaniel has in him. And let's be honest, he brings a different factor. I mean, in some of those, there was a one reception he had, I think it was for a 12 yard gain um, later in the second half, but he just bulldozed through a couple of defenders to get that first down. And um, that's what you needed in this game. So maybe that's why that played into there. But um, I don't know why you take the ball to Raheem Mostert's hand, who was just just, you know, every time he touched it, it seemed like something good happened. Yeah, so Salvan Ahmed played 19 snaps, 30% of Miami's uh, snaps on offense. And it just seemed like a weird distribution of targets. I mean, Seth Wilson targeted five times. Durham Smythe had his three receptions, and he deserves all the credit in the uh, world. He was in a walking blue after the game, just work pill. He's always got that work pill to get those first downs, even when he's getting clobbered. But, I mean, Alec Ingold targeted once. One reception for one yard. Raheem Mostert targeted just once, no receptions. Braxton Berrios isn't even on this list. We see Chase Claypool out there. He's not on this list. So very weird how they were unable to get different guys involved. When you do, you can clearly see that this was a Kansas City Chiefs defense that was simply going to stop Tyreek Hill. They had guys around him all day that really dictated what the Dolphins wanted to do on offense. It was just confusing to me that understanding that this uh, you know, Steve Spagnuolo defense is going to blitz you a lot and it's going to lock away your number one receiver, you would think that you'd have like a Raheem Mostert or you'd have more guys just kind of um, trailing out his emergency routes and different things like that in situations like these instead of you know having Jeff Wilson to be you know the Hulk and break through four people for a first down. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not the situation you want going against the defending Super Bowl champs with, with a better defense this year, right? I mean, we know how, um, you know, respected Steve Spagnuolo is throughout the league. You saw him come out here and, you know, kind of shut down Mike McDaniel. And I had people saying, we need to see Mike McDaniel step up in these big games, right? I mean, that kind of hurts a little bit when he goes out there and, you know, things just seem disoriented. But at the same time, I mean... It might sound like excuses, but the offensive line, man, in shambles throughout this one. Robert Jones got out. I think he's um, getting an MRI done Monday, so we'll see how that thing factors out. But um, I just wanted to see more out of this offense. You're going against a very good defense, yes, but you knew what you needed to bring to the table. You knew you needed to show things that you haven't shown throughout the season, and they just came out there and just did not look like they were ready for Tyreek Hill pretty much getting stymied throughout this game. So um, I wish he would commit to the run a little bit more. Um, I wish things weren't so disjointed, like I said. Oh, he's going to third quarter, Jake. I mean, um, 9.50 seven into the game dolphins drive down in four minutes and 47 seconds but jerry sneed had a defensive hold that kept that drive alive and then that was that cedric cedric wilson touchdown and then right after that jake um i was getting ready to start talking about the defense getting all excited but let's talk about Tua talking about Loa, jake because that is what's on everyone's you know that's what's going around twitter x saw you posting during the game weren't really pleased with the way he looked in the first half i mean let's be honest this is arguably we talked about tyree kill perhaps his worst game this is Tua talking about worst game of the season can we say that I don't think you can. I don't think you're allowed to say that. Um, 34 attempts, 21 completions, 193 yards, 5.7 yards per one touchdown. He was sacked three times. Um, I do want to say this. The Dolphins have faced some monster defensive fronts, and it's nice that we're getting to a point where I think Tua doesn't look scared at all. 
you know, you think back to all the injuries last year, and that's what really derailed Miami's season last year. He does not look scared at all. So it's nice to see. I think he's found something that works for him with the jujitsu and, and just kind of really honing in on just protecting himself in the pocket. So I want to get that out of the way. But it goes back to what we said about Tyree Kill, right? If you're paying someone, and the Dolphins are, what, a year and a half away from paying Tua $50 million per year? If you're paying someone that much, you have to kind of view them with different glasses on. you got to kind of give them stricter guidelines. So I understand there were times where ball goes off of Tyreek's hands. You know, there's a low snap. There's a snap that goes by him. I don't, I don't know. There's some penalties. There are some games that he just can't overcome that stuff. And it happens to every quarterback. And every quarterback has a bad game. And that's all I was trying to acknowledge is the idea that, hey, we're going to pay this guy $50 million. It's not great that we see this sometimes. Patrick Mahomes literally did it last week against the Denver Broncos. It happens. It's just frustrating that it happens time and time again against the uh, you know strong opponents in the league. But at the end of the day, it is one game, and we're all sitting here saying uh, six and three at the bye. We would have loved that, you know, if we were trying to map things out in August. Yeah, absolutely. And we did see some of the, the MVP tool yesterday, right? He was making some of those throws that we've become so familiar with. But you mentioned one of Tyreek Hill that was a little bit behind him. Um, again, you know, we'll talk about it late in that game, the way that thing all kind of – do you want to talk about now? The way it all kind of fell apart on that last oh. drive there, man. I mean, I – the miscommunication to Cedric Wilson makes sense. You know, I just don't understand people are saying that could have been a curl route, a hook route. Why is he putting so much air under that unless – he saw said Wilson running the wrong route and tried to adapt to that, you know, mid throw and he just threw up that duck. But that was on third down and then fourth down, something that I got egg all over my face for tweeting out, blaming Connor Williams for that snap. Yes, it was a pretty bad snap. It was off center, but uh, two of them has got to come up with that, right? In that moment, you see, you see him sensing the pressure. He's kind of almost looks like he's moving to the left side, but that play was doomed from the start. But in the clutch moments, I'm sitting there tweeting, it's two a time. You see the big two runs from Raheem Moser. Dolphins get downfield. We're feeling really good. 21-14, we're about to score. Let's go, let's go. And those two plays are all that's going to be burned into your memory for these next two weeks. And I just can't get over that. I still love Tua Tumalo, still believe he's the guy. Still, I'm going to sit here and, you know, sign that contract. We have not had a better quarterback. Yeah. Then Tua Tungvaloa and Stan Marino. This is our dude. But like you said, man, you're going to be paying him that huge contract. And this team, this roster is set up for, two, what, two to three years we continue to talk about? You need to win these games now. I know that Mike McDaniel's a little bit um, inexperienced. I was making excuses. Second-year play caller. You're going against Andy Reid in Germany. You know, you're probably shitting bricks, man. He's 40 years old. Imagine you're in Germany going against Super Bowl champs, man. Game on the line. You're play calling for the second time. You got all these other things going on. Your offensive line's falling apart. But you need these guys to step up in these big moments. And unfortunately, they did not do it. And I just hope that, you know, these next two weeks, they're sitting here. And like I said, those two players are burning your memory. Each of those players has those plays that they have that they wish they would change. Let's stew on that and come back after the bye and play the Raiders team. Let's be honest. We were all sitting here making jokes. We're going to beat the hell out of the Raiders. They look pretty solid on Sunday. So Oh, they played um, the Giants. Dolphins. <laughs> okay. I didn't watch the game. I just saw the score. Tony I DeVito. Scoreboard. I was scoreboard watching. Oh, is that? Yeah, okay. All right. So I scoreboard <laughs> watching. But they seem like they're sitting there smoking cigars. They seem like they have a yeah, new culture. So who knows what? They have nothing to lose. So we don't know what's going to happen there. But the Dolphins, like you said at the beginning of this, man, they're still 6-3. and three. All of us would have sat there at that schedule and said, oh, you're going to lose to the, the two teams in the Super Bowl, and you're going to be 6-3 and three at the bye in first place with the Bills looking up at you? Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing here. And I just, there's going to be a time where like you hit the nail on the head where this system is set up for Tua to go bananas, right? You have Tyreek, you have Jalen Waddle, but if we're going to keep Tua around and I'm fairly confident that this team is, 
there's going to be games where Noah Gray leads your team with three receptions for 34 yards, and you're going to have to make that work. Um, yes, the Chiefs also got some help from an absolutely awesome defense. I'd say the Dolphins did too. It's just, and that's the thing. We admit, like, we need him to be Superman. We're asking him to have unrealistic expectations, but hey, you meet unrealistic expectations. That's how you make $50 million in your life. If that's that's kind of the trade-off here. I think that's a pretty, pretty fair give-off. Yeah, and you can't go around Twitter posting how he's the best quarterback in football, all these stats, and, you know, you want to see more out of it, right? You can't just have hollow numbers. Right. you got to go out there and win in these big games. And I think what I just thought about today, and I'm a little bit fearful of it, you know, Hard Knocks is starting, man. All eyes are on us. Hard this Knocks is, is starting. Part. We're getting close. We're getting closer to December, man. And we know Tua Tungvaloa historically does not play well in December. So, obviously, a lot more home games this year. I think five of the last seven are at home. Dolphins are mm-hmm. a juggernaut at home, it seems. Just cannot play on the road. But um, we're going to really see what this team is. But let's just say it right now. The Dolphins lost on Sunday because of that offense. And it was a complete team unit, right? It wasn't yep. just Tua Tungvaloa. It wasn't Tyreek Hill. It was an entire unit. And um, we just got to be better. But, again, I think a lot of Dolphin fans have way too high expectations and expect, you know, Roman to be built in a day and it's just going to take some time and it's going to take these lumps and bruises, but it's how you fight back from it. That's truly going to decide. Cause let's be honest, we're going to get ready to talk about the defense, man. And uh, we were all sitting there down on the defense at the beginning of this season. 